the Dante Wright shooting, Prince Philip BBC complaints, Belarusian hard labour and an app for walking. This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Tuesday the 13th of April. In the first story today, we move to the US to discuss the events surrounding the Dante Wright shooting. Before we discuss the developments today, it's important that we explain the full story. On Sunday, Mr Wright was driving in a suburb of Minneapolis with an expired licence plate. The police pulled him over, spotted that in addition to his expired plate, he had something hanging from the rearview mirror, something that is illegal in Minnesota. The police then discovered that a gross misdemeanour warrant for his arrest had been issued. Mr Wright was then handcuffed and attempted to get back in his own car. It was at this point that he was shot. As with the shooting of George Floyd last year, huge protests have taken place, with the American Civil Liberties Union of Minnesota claiming that they have deep concerns that police here appear to have used dangling air fresheners as an excuse for making a pretextual stop, something police do all too often to target black people. Today, though, the police appear to have claimed that the shooting was an accident. The police chief of the Brooklyn Center, Tim Gannon, explains why. So there was a contact that the officer went up there initially for, obtained his, his ID or his driver, his name, and he walked back to his car and at that time he ran his name and he found out that he needed a warrant. That's why they were moving from the car and they were making a custodial arrest. As you can hear, the officer while struggling with Mr. Wright shouts, taser, taser, several times. That is part of the officer's training prior to deploying a taser, which is a less lethal device. That is done to make her partners aware as well as the subject that a taser deployment will be imminent. During this encounter, however, the officer drew their handgun instead of their taser. For informational purposes, we train with our handguns on our dominant side and our taser on our weak side. So if you're right-handed, you carry your firearm on your right side and you carry your taser on the left. This is done purposefully and is trained. As I watch the video and listen to the officer's commands, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. This appears to me, from what I viewed and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after, that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. I have asked the BCA to conduct an independent investigation into the shooting and death. Once they are completed, I expect they will submit their findings, independent of me, to the appropriate authorities, the appropriate attorneys that will, that will look and review this case. I'm also stressing that I do hope for the community to be patient and allow this investigation, criminal investigation, to be completed as thoroughly as possible. I believe Mr. Wright deserves this, as do all involved. The officer is currently on administrative leave. Make a short comment about what happened last night to our community, a community that I've been a part of for 27 years. I've seen some of the, the worst damage to this city I've ever seen in those years. Again, peaceful protesting, expressing yourself, we fully support that. But the ravaging of our businesses, the looting of our stores, the destruction to our pharmacies, we cannot tolerate that. Our thoughts are obviously with the friends and family of Mr Wright. In the second story of the Daily Briefing today, we move back to the UK to discuss the BBC's coverage of Prince Philip's death. As we explained in the last Daily Briefing, Prince Philip died on Friday, which put into action Operation Fourth Bridge. In addition to this, the vast amount of preparation from broadcasters for the event was put to good use. 
Specifically, the BBC cleared Friday's schedule and filled it with tributes and news coverage. This included scrapping EastEnders and MasterChef. As the public broadcaster, this likely came as a surprise to, well, pretty much no one. However, there were a lot of people that weren't happy. It has been claimed that more than 110,000 people have complained to the BBC over their decision to wipe the schedule in favour of tributes and news coverage. If these numbers are true, then it would be the most complained about TV event in history in the UK. Other channels opted to continue their schedule in spite of the announcement. Specifically, Channel 4 opted to continue forward with their plan to broadcast an episode of Gogglebox in the evening. This was met with criticism also, albeit likely from a different group of people, and for different reasons. Despite this though, Gogglebox was the most viewed TV event of Friday night, with over 4.2 million people tuning in. This was at the same time as BBC One's audience dropped by 6% compared to the previous week. BBC Two suffered an even worse drop-off in viewers, with only one-third of people watching on Friday nights compared to that of a usual week. So it seems that there was a huge amount of backlash over the extent of coverage of the death of Prince Philip. What do you think though? Was Channel 4 disrespectful for broadcasting Gogglebox, or was the BBC's coverage too extensive? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. In the third story today, we move to Belarus to discuss hard labour being used as a punishment for dancing. OK, so before we explain what we actually mean here, it's important to understand the background. President Lukashenko has been at the helm of Belarus since 1994, around the time that the new constitution was adopted. However, many of the elections have been seen as corrupt by international organisations, such as the Organisation for Security and Cooperation in Europe, or the OSCE. They've claimed that due to arbitrary detention of opposition candidates, elections are simply not fair. This bubbled over last year following yet another corrupt election. President Lukashenko has used the police to repress any protest at his rule, something that has been demonstrated in quite a shocking way in the last few days. Last year, Igor Bantzer, the singer in a punk rock band, was released from prison following a protest at the Lukashenko government and the fraudulent election. Instead of staying quiet, he decided to protest against the police yet again. When deciding how to make a statement, his friend told him, When you go in front of policemen, you should fight them. But if you go in front of policemen and they start to beat you and you just run away, it's like showing your ass to the policeman. It was this comment that inspired him. He decided he would go up to a policeman and do exactly that, to show them his ass. Well, Euronews described this as grinding on the bonnet of a police car with his trousers down. This act led him to be charged and sentenced to one and a half years of hard labour at a penal colony. He is currently out on bail as he awaits a date for his appeal. What do you think though? Did he take this protest too far? Is the sentence too high? Let us know in the comments below. In the last story of the Daily Briefing today, we discuss a new app aimed at helping people walk. Specifically, the app is designed to encourage people to pay attention when they're using their phone while walking. The feature, called Heads Up, are expected to be included in the Digital Wellbeing app. Notifications will be sent to the user when they're walking and using their phone, reminding them to be careful or look up. It has been suggested that these measures would be accompanied by a playful emoji. Whether this is a useful feature really comes down to how you use your phone and whether you think such a notification would be useful. For some people, just a simple reminder every now and then would cause them to actually look up and pay more attention to their surroundings. 
To others who believe they're already cautious when using their phone on the move, the feature would just be another nuisance and yet another notification to dismiss whenever it pops up. Would you use this feature? Would it stop you walking into lampposts? Or would you just try and disable it as quickly as possible? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. For those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app or watch the briefing at youtube.com forward slash TLDR Daily.